It's time now for the complete story with Evan Fowler, a public news and information feature of BOT Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Evan Fowler with today's complete story. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast today. Uh, we're going to be talking about something that's coming to the Kansas City area. Now, we're talking to our BOT Radio Network listening family all across the country and around the world because we're online and we have been for a number of years and we have lots and lots of listeners in different parts of the world. But this is primarily for those of you who uh, would like to learn about the National Right to Life Convention. It's coming to the Kansas City area June 28th, 29th, and 30th. And uh, here with me is Mary Kay Culp with Kansans for Life, uh, a friend of ours for many, many years. And Mary Kay, I I imagine you're kind of excited about what's coming. I'm so excited because, you know, I met Mr. Bott and Rich Bott at the National Right to Life Convention was Kansas City, Missouri, 1984. Is that right? Yes. Wow. That's where I first met them. How about that? And we've been friends ever since. It's a fabulous opportunity to attend one of these events. It's first time in Kansas, and we are really excited. We're going to talk about it in detail and learn about how you can register and all those kinds of things. And I want to ask you about who's going to be speaking. And then we'll also, I'd like to get an update on some of the things that are going on with respect to the life issue uh, here in the United States. Lots of things have changed, have they not, in the mm-hmm. last since, since the last presidential election. We've got a president in the White House who is uh, perhaps as pro-life as any president based upon his actions and the things that he's done. No question. And the people who are around him than anybody we've had in that office for years. No question. And especially compared to the last president who was as anti-life as anyone I've ever seen uh, in my lifetime. And the one we might have elected if, mm. we, if we didn't get Mr. Trump, yes. That's right. Well, let's, let's talk first about the convention. And uh, first of all, where is it and why is it important and who should come? Okay. Everybody should come. There's be something for everyone. Everybody. Okay, we <laughs> well, got that. You know, it's something for everyone. I mean, the state pro-life leaders from around the country will be coming. Mm-hmm. There's a delegation coming from Africa. There's several groups coming from Africa, and they're requesting a French translator, which we are pinning down this oh, wow. week. I know. So when you said it was international, to, mm-hmm. it is. And so it's probably... The most, the best educational pro-life experience in the world, actually. Three days, 72 workshops to choose between, five general sessions, and I just couldn't be more excited about it. And, and I think it's relatively cheap because you get all three days inclusive as an adult for $120. Mm-hmm. And then there's an extra prayer breakfast, which is a little bit, that's another $40. And that is going to feature Archbishop Joseph Nauman of the Kansas City Diocese here on Kansas side. Because he has just been elected to be in charge of all pro-life activities for the Catholic Church in America, and that goes into effect in November. So we're excited about that. And then we're going to have a closing banquet with a national speaker mm-hmm. that we are not letting the name known yet or that you know we, we're still working on. And um, maybe... Bot Radio can catch up with that later, sure. but we're not we're not saying that today. So, um, I have to tell you that I went to a National Right to Life convention once. There's one every year in D.C. and saw Mother Teresa. Wow! I know, I've seen lots of famous people at these things. So, um, it's just a wonderful event. It's at the Sheraton Overland Park. That, exactly, that's the hotel that's Which is sort of the base hotel for it, suburb of Kansas City, mm-hmm. Missouri. And let me throw out right right now for those of you uh, who are interested in learning more about it. Now we've got. 
uh, you know, plenty of time. It's at the end of June. But these are, if you're coming from out of town, this is something you obviously have to plan for and get ready for. Well, let me interrupt you and tell you that the, okay. that the room block at the Sheraton Hotel in Overland Park, Kansas, only lasts till May 25th. Right. So if you want reduced rate, yes, and you're okay. from out of town. So nrlconvention.com, nrlconvention.com is the website. And you can find out lots of details and who all the speakers are, and you can register online and all that good stuff. So here it is. It's uh, the year 2018, and we've got this convention coming to the middle of the country, to the heart of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us some of the people who will be speaking and why why some of our listeners really might want to make the trek. Well, and this is really something that people who do a lot of sidewalk counseling should be interested in, and that is that there has been invented – well, let me back up – Chemical abortions are very much on the rise. And even here in Kansas, we're actually close to leading the nation. Fully 58% of our abortions now are pill abortions. Some people think, oh, that sounds so easy. And, you know, maybe that's not as big a deal as regular abortion. But... But there's several things to consider. One is that there's an ingredient in those pills that that make women bleed heavily, that that interfere with the hormone that controls blood clotting. So no wonder women die of this once in a while. And in California, there's a legislator that's trying to make it so that abortion pills can be handed out on campus so your little girl can be in a dorm room bleeding to death and nobody knows about it. So, I mean, this it's important. But the other thing about it is the good news is that two doctors, and one's going to speak at the convention, have invented a protocol to reverse the effects of the abortion pill. There's a two-pill regime, and in order to reverse it, you have to undergo the protocol, which is a number of progesterone shots, within 72 hours of taking that first pill and make sure you don't take the second pill. So that doctor that helped invent that will be at the convention. That's just one example. And... um, Right, and, and that is uh, that abor- – it's called abortion pill reversal. And, and to clarify, the abortion pill – because there are a lot of pills floating around uh, right. out there. They're the you know, morning after pill and L and all these other crazy things. This one is referred to as RU486. It's, it right. was kind of it's sort of the uh, – when you hear the, an abortion, uh, a, a pill abortion or a medical abortion, I believe, is another term that they use. They're talking about RU486, the, the – chemical name is mefeprostone. Nobody has, there's, there will not be a test here, but, uh, and then the second uh, compound that you referred to is called mesoprostol. So the first one, and I think you referred to, we were talking before we, uh, we went on the air here, uh, essentially it starves, it starves that developing embryo, mm-hmm. that developing baby. The second one essentially begins contractions and causes the, a woman's body to expel that, that unborn baby. Back in the day when they were first doing clinical trials on this stuff, this horrendous pill, in France, the protocols in France were extremely rigid because they knew, uh, they knew that, in fact, that they had experienced it. Some women had died and have died and continue to die because they bleed to death. Now, it's not, it's not frequent, it's not common, but it is a possibility. The French protocol was extremely strict. We don't have that same protocol here. It's not nearly as strict. And when you talk about distributing this pill on college campuses, which I hope never happens, 
that shows complete and total ignorance of uh, the process that can take place and what can happen. And, you know, we are very proud of the fact that we just passed a bill here in Kansas. We're a rural state. Well, everywhere but <laughs> Overland Park and Wichita. Right. We're a rural, rural state. And they there's people that want girls out in the rural area to have access to these pills. And what they do is this. It's called part of telemedicine. And there's, let's say, a doctor at the Planned Parenthood in Kansas City, and he's Skyping with a girl out in Dodge City, way out in western Kansas. And, it, it, you know, just with talking to her over Skype, and, and that's all, at some point he can push a button on the computer and a drawer can open in front of her with this pill in it. Dispense it, yeah. Right. But we were able to stop that in Kansas and really proud of that. And um, But we really, we really hope that people from all over the country will come to this. Well, what are some of the other uh, topics that, that will be – and you're looking around feverishly for the piece of paper here that you handed me. But uh, the, <laughs> there you go. Let me give it back to you. I attended this event last so, year. So what are, what are some of the other topics that attendees can expect? Well, they can learn about dismemberment abortion. We were the first state to pass a dismemberment abortion law. And, oh, guess what? Our state Supreme Court that has seven members, four of which were put there by good old Kathleen Sebelius, so a majority Where of, is she now? I, she's roaming around here somewhere. I don't know. I don't want to know. You know, anyway. she's, she's no longer the director of health and human services. No, you know that? No, yes, I know that. This is yes. good. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yes, but she's kind of trying to stir up some other trouble. Anyway, um, so the Kansas Supreme Court has said that we can't enforce our dismemberment abortion ban. And the reason is that according to this lower court judge, let me just say this way, we passed the law and then the Center for Reproductive Rights of New York City came here and argued, and one judge in our capital city of Topeka agreed with them and actually let them write his decision saying that, oh, you know that right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness in our 1859 Constitution? Well, that right to liberty is really a right to abortion. Well, now let, let me go. Let's drill down on that a little yeah. bit because you know one of the reasons that you know, people might be saying, "Well, why is the National Right to Life Convention coming to Overland Park, Kansas?" Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you told me again before we went on the air is that uh, this issue in the state of Kansas uh, could impact the country. Right. So let's talk about this okay, a little bit in more states, detail. Most states, when they pass pro-life bills, our opponents will sue those bills, but almost always in federal court. And this one was filed in state court. So you mean they'll oppose? They'll try to oppose the bill before before it can take effect. Well, uh, before yeah, after it's passed, but before mm -hmm. it takes effect, then yeah. they'll sue it. But this one was filed in state court for a reason. Our opponents are getting nervous that uh, Trump could appoint another Supreme Court justice who's pro-life and Let's overturn hope. Roe versus Wade at the national level. Mm -hmm. And so there was an article last November in The Federalist that said that this group is going around to what you call blue states with blue courts, liberal states with liberal courts. And now they're moving into places like Kansas, red states, conservative states, but we have what's known as a blue or liberal court. Like I explained, mm -hmm. four of the seven members were put there by Sebelius and two of the others are no good either. So um, what happened, though, after that after that lower court judge claimed that there's this right to abortion in our 1859 Constitution, it went to the Court of Appeals in Kansas, a 14-member body. And let me stop you there. Okay, uh, th this judge is claiming that there's a right to abortion. Is, is it a judge who started this or who, well, who I mean, began this? Well, I mean, at the behest of the reaper, what did I say? The 
the committee for reproductive rights in New York City mm-hmm. at the behest of them. New York City, yeah. Yes, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I want to always say so, it like, so, the, like the commercial for the yeah, like for New York the City. The salsa. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, what is it specifically in the wording of the, of the 1859 Constitution that they're, that they're pulling out of context and twisting like a pretzel here? Uh, the right to liberty. Yeah. So, well, doesn't the right to life, you can't have liberty if you don't have life. Well, they just they jump over that one. So what was kind of good, but not good Since, enough, was that the 14-member Kansas Court of Appeals, when they looked at this lower court's decision, split seven to seven. But unfortunately, a split, a tie, upholds that lower court. So then it went back to the it went to the Kansas Supreme Court last March, and they haven't come out with their decision yet yeah, so we, we the, kind of expect them to uphold the lower court so isn't that blocking the dismemberment uh restriction from going into effect exactly it's yeah, exactly what, what it's doing and so what do we do to fix it well if that if the supreme court comes out as bad as we think what do we do to fix it we have to amend the constitution and is i think true in many states you mean you mean the state constitution, the state constitution. you mean take liberty out or no specify? you have to make it crystal clear although it already is crystal clear but you have to make it even more crystal for, clear for those on the <laughs> left who can't think clearly yes there you go then you have to just and you know what our point is going to be is not going we're not going to say in there what kind of laws we have to have we're just going to say that it is completely legitimate for our state legislatures to have the power to legislate on these issues mm-hmm. rather than the courts. That's basically what it's going to say. Now, this is going to happen all over the United States, we think, and, and that's why our national group, I think, wants people to come here and us to help educate people about what's going on because here's the interesting part. When Roe v. Wade passed in 1973, it was a version of a law that said states can have no pro-life laws. There was this what they call a standard of review by the Supreme Court of any pro-life law in a state called strict scrutiny, and hardly anything could burst through that. Over the years, 40 years of litigation, that has been ratcheted down to what's called an undue burden standard. As long as a state law is not an undue burden to a woman, it can stand. And we have cut abortions in half in Kansas under that standard because it allows um, – it, it allows um, – you know, clinic licensing, it, it allows uh, women to have to have a choice to be told the truth about abortion, about sonograms and all that sort of thing. That, along with crisis pregnancy centers and, you know, pro-life education has really reduced the amount of abortions. Well, coming into the states now, messing with your state constitution, they don't want the 40-year developed pro-life ability of the states to have they some would word. refer to them as restrictions right and, and and they are because and the things the things that you just mentioned for instance uh, uh, you know informed consent and uh, in fact you know it's required that before you have an abortion in Kansas a woman has to be presented with information about what life is all about now right. w- that that's that's can't nobody can say that that's unreasonable because it's you, you're actually educating the woman who may walk into hey, that abortion clinic and doesn't know what's going on. You're giving her a choice, a real choice. A real choice. Yeah, because she's being educated. Mm-hmm. And so um, anyway, in order to retain the ability to do that, we're going to have to fight off these assaults on our state constitutions because the federal constitution, the people that interpret it, are going the other way. For instance, here's here's a good – they the, the federal – United States Supreme Court upheld the right of states to ban partial birth abortions. 
And they didn't say that we could be in all late terms. They just said that's a method, and it's a, and it's a heinous method. And they even said it could undermine medical ethics. And we're like, gee, what a, you know, what a concept. Yeah, it yeah. could. And so that's why we went after the dismemberment ban, because this is a ban where it's the dismemberment itself that, that kills the child. It's not killed and then dismembered. It's the dismemberment. And it's that in that middle trimester. And so because it's a method of abortion. So here we are. We're the first state how, in the nation. We how pass far? it. And how, how far is that? Is the dismemberment procedure used in, into, in ter- terms of gestation? Well, it's that middle gestation, and so it might go, you know, I'm not exactly positive. It could go up to the 18th, 19th week. I'm well, not sure. Actually, you know, there's a clinic uh, here in Overland Park, that, and they do them up to about 20 and a half weeks, thereabouts. Right. So it, right. that may be right. that's so the limit. About, about the same. You know, another thing people might learn while they're here is everybody knows who's pro-life that David Delayden did that undercover oh, yeah. videos in Planned Parenthood. Well, we had him speak here last year before he was muzzled by the courts. I don't know what his status is right now. And he said he was asked in an interview, how'd you get started on that? And he said, I studied what happened in Kansas 15 years ago. He said this in 2015. And that was fetal harvesting going on inside our Planned Parenthood here. Right. So um, that's another issue we can talk about. And what people don't know, and we hope to show at the convention, is that Chris Wallace, when he was with 2020, came here and did an episode about three different ways the federal laws were being broken on fetal harvesting. Back in the year 2000, he did this. After a guy who did the fetal harvesting had called our office a couple of years before. It's all very confusing. But anyway, there's lots to learn here in Kansas um, if you're interested in this subject. And, That's right. Well, uh, we're, we're a little more than halfway through the broadcast. Let okay. me remind if those of you who have just joined us, Mary Kay Colt, the executive director of Kansans for Life. Uh, We're talking about the National Right to Life Convention that's coming to the Kansas side, to Overland Park specifically, June 28th, 29th, and 30th. And if you want to get up to speed with what's going on in the pro-life movement and learn all kinds of good things that you can take back, whether you are a sidewalk counselor, whether you volunteer at a pregnancy resource center, uh, whether you are part of 40 Days for Life and you, you like to go out and, and pray during their campaigns wherever you're living, then we'd like to have you come to the Kansas City area. The, the uh, web address to learn all about the convention, who's going to be speaking, and uh, the different rates, uh, depending upon whether I – and mean, there are senior rates. There are – there's a discount for married couples, for teens, for kids, all kinds of different things to accommodate. There's a one-day rate. It's nrlconvention.com, nrlconvention.com. Mary Kate, how long have you been the executive director at Kansans for Life? It's Since like, the year 2000. Okay. Before that, a while. I was with Missouri Right to Life. Mm-hmm. That's so right. That's right. It's a terminal illness I have. And well, one, so. <laughs> one of the things that, that – uh, you know that that I, I tell people about you is is you just do a phenomenal job being a spokesperson for the life movement because the media uh, you, you have so much experience with you know and I've seen you on television uh, heard you on radio including here of course but you know uh, stations talking about all of the different things and they they come to you as a resource and you do a great job uh, you're able to answer any question they have and. Uh, uh, you know, you're you're not somebody to be messed with. Well, you know, <laughs> years ago, my mentor said, "You've got the gift of gab. You know, you should you should do this." And um, she also told me, gave me some good advice. She said, "Meet 
we're talking about reporters here in the media, and we all know how bad they can be on the abortion issue. She said, meet them where they're at and take them where you want them to go. Find out what you do have in common with them and then and then go on from there. And that's and that's really worked well. And another thing I heard from another media expert was um, when you're on TV or you're just talking to people, don't talk to your opponents. They're, they don't care. They're not going to believe you anyway. They, they Talk to just the soccer moms. Talk to just normal folks, family folks. Mm-hmm. And um, But when, was, when, when we first came upon the scene, when this issue was new, we were treated as if we were just pariahs, you know, and these anti-women, blah, blah, blah. And um, old ladies with tennis shoes on. And at the time, I was in my 30s. Now I am kind of an old lady with tennis <laughs> shoes on, but not really. I don't have tennis shoes on. Uh, um so anyhow, um, and there's been a lot of experience we've had with women who've had abortions that are now part mm-hmm. of the pro-life movement. Oh, absolutely. And, and people who have worked in the abortion industry who've come out of it. Exactly, because it's just not it's not something God Speaking intended for of, women to do. Uh, and that reminds me, uh, Cecile Richards mm-hmm. just, uh, what, retired from mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is... Uh, What's what's going on there? What's do, not, might it have anything to do with uh, the pressure that's being put on that uh, that organization? It could be. It, it it might be, and certainly the fetal harvesting issue that you know where they got undercover videos now because of David Daleiden. I'm not sure why. I'm just happy it happened. So you know. Yeah, you know, it's uh, uh, there's been some stirring, I think, in the White House and people like Kellyanne Conway. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of work going on. To redirect, I think, what, Title X funds or something right. like that? Uh, right. Family a, planning funds. Away, away from Planned Parenthood. And that's only. Well, away from abortion providers. Abortion providers. And, and we did that in Kansas. You know, what, what we did was say that um, all, all we did was reprioritize where that federal family planning money goes. And so it has to go first to a full service, for instance, county health department that is offering full service to families, staying open, you know, it helps that whoever gets this money benefits from it in their overall mission. Then they maybe they can stay open until 10 o'clock and, and serve the little, you know, the, the poor family's little child that has an ear infection or something, rather than having to go over to abortion providers. Well, it's so, my, under, my understanding that, that, and I read an article somewhere where essentially they did a, pre, a presentation for the president and they showed in just as an example, in one state, here are the pl- the Planned Parenthood clinics, and there were like four or five mm-hmm. of them. And here are all of the other, you know, ca- right. county health facilities and other places that actually do health care. And it was they were all over the twenty to one, all over like the map. Like that, and yeah. it's sort of like essentially saying, here's where these funds should be going. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of places where Planned Parenthood will act like they're the only place you can go to get health care. Their health care <laughs> is limited. Very, very limited to uh, reproductive stuff, right? And they don't do mammograms. No they mammog- ref- they oh, ref- but speaking of Cecilia Richard, she finally she finally answered that question honestly. They do not do mammograms. No, they never have. So never have, no. and they never will. No, but uh, it's uh, yeah. Their business, their primary business is abortion and figuring out how to how to uh, improperly teach sex edu- sex education to young people. Oh yeah, because oh. if they get into schools, which they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, then what they've done is they, they've got sort of a you know new customer base, if you mm-hmm. will. And oh, the ones, sure. And the kids who great business model, isn't it? Yeah, the kids yeah. who fail uh, in terms of uh, the uh, 
uh, contraceptives, which many of them do, then mm-hmm. become abortion patients. Right, It's right, kind of right. interesting, isn't it? It is. That's another thing we did in Kansas. We made it so if you are in any way related to a Planned Parenthood, you can't do um, sex ed in our public schools. Good. So I know. We've been busy. But we have, you know, Governor Brownback. And sex education is important, but not the kind that they teach. Not the kind that they teach. No, not no, at all. No. Well, you know, you were but talking about judges in Kansas. We're, uh, and... The it's so important who uh, what who is appointing judges. Mm-hmm. My understanding. I just heard a story yesterday talking about the fact that the Trump administration is, and even you know because of Mitch McConnell, they're they're cranking out a lot of judge appointments uh, mm-hmm. all over the place, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's that will set the tone for years to come. You know. I know a couple of people who got to go to the White House and get interviewed to be judges, and you know what they said? Independent of each other, they said, "Wow." That those attorneys at the White House are stellar. That was good to hear. Yes, <laughs> the, the quality of the attorneys in the White House is stellar, and um, yeah. So there, it, there's a whole long list now that that Trump has got on all our issues. You know that it's just wonderful, and it's blows our mind how good he's been on on mm. this issue. And and, and the, thinking of the comparison about Obama or if it would have been Hillary is uh, you can't even go there. And um, and by the way, we're not so uh, you know this is not a political discussion. No, this is a this is a discussion of very important issues. And and everybody has different uh, uh, views as far as this president in terms of you know some of the things he's done in his past. But uh, we have to look at w- what kind of policy. What is the policy right. that's being set? Well. Versus where it was or where it could have been. You mentioned Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. She has been a good friend of the head of National Right to Life, David Osteen, the executive director of the whole organization. For years, they're in D.C. They've used her for polling. She had a polling organization. I knew when she was brought on to the Trump administration that things were going to change and they were going to be wonderful. And they have been ever since. Yeah, well, she's been a, 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 you know, she she has been able to stay there. Mm -hmm. And she has been a voice. She has the president's ear. And and from everything I've heard about Kellyanne Conway, she is extremely pro-life. Mm-hmm. And so she's helped guide. You know, we need we need to be praying for all of these people right, who are right. who are working because there's a tremendous amount of opposition. It's a spiritual war, spiritual battle, especially mm-hmm. the life issue, right. because the enemy hates uh, God's creation. You right, know? and that's that's what we are. Well, and I also want to bring out in the convention, there's a separate teen. Track. Let's talk about yes, teens. Yes, about teens. They have their own track of, of workshops, and I believe they've got a pizza party and a dance in there somewhere, too, because they're teenagers. And it's only $50 for them to come all three days. Not $50 a day, $50 for the mm-hmm. whole thing. And not only that, but we are working on being able to hand them when they get there a piece of paper that has four $5 coupons for area restaurants like, you know, Chick-fil-A and, you know, several of them. And um, so that'll bring it down can to $30. I, can I pose no, as a teen? No, you cannot, no. And so... <laughs> For college students, it's 65. Adults, 120. A couple is 200. So if you're a married right. couple, it's 200. Right. And then if you're 65 years and older, $85. And that breakfast is an additional 40. That closing banquet with the national speaker of note, and we don't know who it is yet, but I think it's going to be exciting, is $65. I hope. I'm told. <laughs> and so... Um, But there's so many. Let me just tell you the categories of things they talk about. And just so you know, we have a little bit less than two minutes. Okay. This time has just flown by. I know. Okay. So one of the things is addressing threats to the born. Remember the little children over in England? Oh, yeah. 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 That have been being killed by their their health care policy. By the National Health Service. 
essentially. One, one of those sets of parents may show up at this convention. Mm. I'm not sure yet. Our uh, state legislation, information technology, issues within the issue like dismemberment abortion or pill abortions or fetal harvesting, um, state organizational development. Those are more for the leaders that are coming in. But even if you've just gone to a March for Life. You know, if you're a teenager or you win as a teenager, you should be interested in these things. Uh, secular outreach, making the pro-life argument from the secular perspective, academic freedom and the life issues. There's just Down syndrome, what prenatal testing won't tell you, um, just all kinds of So there's a whole different. bunch of stuff. A whole bunch of well, stuff. Well, let's, let's wrap this up again. Okay. It's nrlconvention.com. Right. And if you have... Uh, an interest in and in having getting further education in the life issue, and if you're involved in the life issue, or if you want to become involved, this is the place to come. It's in Kansas City, in Overland Park, specifically at the Sheraton Hotel, June 28th through 30th. And as Mary Kay said, there is a they have a block of rooms there at the hotel, and the deadline is uh, well, I think I, I 25th. It's the 25th. Okay, May, either I mean. 25th or the 30th is what what the website says at this point. Oh, they but, must have changed it. Well, I think oh, okay. they did, maybe extended it a few days. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, so that's what we want to. Mary Kay, thanks so much for stopping by hey, and telling us about me. this. And and uh, for our listeners, we uh, we hope that you'll come and, and visit us right here in the in the heart of America. Well, thank you for listening for Bot Radio Network. This is Evan Fowler.